morning to you on the Zoom call. It's nice to see you. And good morning, everybody else. who are not on the Zoom call, but are here, alive and in person. <clears throat> it's really wonderful again to um, to be in the presence of the Lord, isn't it? And to to feel your heart taken up with the Lord and that sense of the, the fact that he's so much greater um, and he's able to meet every need that you have and that he's powerful even when you've got situations and circumstances that in themselves can seem quite strong uh, and powerful to see he, that he is powerful and able to sort of lift you and strengthen you. And in recent uh, weeks, I think it's true that we have been greatly encouraged on a Sunday morning, and we've been lifted up in worship. I know that not everyone has been here all the time, and sometimes people are on Zoom, sometimes people are here. But it would be my testimony that we have felt and seen and experienced a lovely presence of the Holy Spirit amongst us. And we have seen... Um, different people doing different things, maybe sometimes some things they've not done before, and be just led of the Spirit. And even though we have dead different people choosing a different set of songs from week to week, um, they've been touched by the Spirit. And it's been beautiful the way that all that has sort of blended together. And uh, so we can honor the Lord because of that, um, because actually no one has sat down and penciled all that out ahead of and decided what all those things will be. But we've each sought to come and uh, be in that place where we can be led by the Spirit. And in some senses, we're stepping out to see what will happen. And some things have happened in our times together that we didn't perhaps anticipate would happen. And sometimes, and this is often happens with people who are speaking, you come with something and then you deliver something else. Um, so you've got all that going on with the leading and the, the guiding of the Holy Spirit. And it's wonderful that it can be like that, and that we can have that openness of heart. As I've been um, seeking to prepare in the last few days, um, one of the things that has been on my heart has been wanting to bring something practical in terms of where we feel to be at in the way that the Holy Spirit is leading us and helping us and guiding us. And particularly as we've looked at the area of spiritual gifts somewhat and encouraged some particular gifts in that respect. Um, you will remember that through, through the whole of last year we looked ma mainly at the kingdom of God. And uh, in, in some ways I came prepared this morning to, to reflect on some of that. Um, but I don't want to take up too much time doing that, reflecting back. Um, but the thing that I've come with this morning that I want to share is the whole area of what is my motivation as far as spiritual gifts are concerned. So my title this morning would be Spiritual Gifts and Our Motivation. What, is, what are the motives that I should have as I come to, be, to participate in using or functioning with a spiritual gift? Where should my heart be? What sort of things should be in my mind and in my spirit? And so that's what I want just to, to touch on this morning. 
and uh, go through a number of things. Um, and so uh, every time I start off the motive, when I say the motive, that signals that I'm going to say some another different aspect. Now, in, in going through these different things, I've not got them in any particular order. So it's not that, that the first one is the, the, the highest priority, and then later down the line, that's a lesser priority. Um, so I haven't sifted them in quite that way, um, nor have, do I cover everything, um, because it's not possible to do that. And again, as is often my want, I look at what I'm doing, and I think, well, I've got a series here, rather than a partic one particular sermon. Um, but anyway, I want to s sail forth and do this anyway. And uh, the first thing I want to say about uh, this whole idea of mood, if you get the idea of where I'm coming from anyway, I hope, that I'm thinking about, as I come to um, any meeting, really, where am I at in myself? As I participate in any particular spiritual gift, what is my motive? The motive in my heart, the motive in my thinking, the motive behind what I'm doing and how I'm stepping out in this. And so... I want to look firstly at the motive of the plumb line of the Word of God. The motive of the plumb line of the Word of God. Because our, our motivation is to, is to function in the spiritual gifts according to the truth of the Word of God. And as I was thinking of this in spiritual gifts, and I said to myself, well, where would I go to find out about spiritual gifts? So I need to look into Romans 12 or 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, or Ephesians 4, or um, 1 Peter 4, 10 to 11, or Hebrews 2, uh, 4. These are all passages that I or others have referred to over the last year. So for a starter, if, I'm, if I want to know how I'm going to be motivated in terms of approaching spiritual gifts, it would help me to sit down and read those passages through more than once, because then I'm imbibing the spirit of the word that will help me in knowing how to function in those particular gifts that are talked about there. And so that's helpful. Now, I, as you know, I find it helpful to read books, and I read plenty of books. So I've read over the years probably dozens of books that relate to the spiritual gifts and the gifts of the spirit. So I would encourage us as well that there are I thought, well, I, should I start to recommend some? But that might be a bit tricky. Um, so I would say, please be encouraged to do that. One of the things that I did through last year and started again this year is I looked on my shelf, and I, I've got myself, as, as you say, fairly methodical, so I know what books are on what shelf. And I've got a section that covers things like the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit, the works of the Spirit, and spiritual gifts. So what I thought is good for me to do is actually every keep picking a book off that shelf in the midst of everything else and studying the other things and preparing for different things. I've tried to, to slot in times when I read something from a book about the work of the Holy Spirit and about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Why am I doing that? I'm doing it because I want my heart and my mind to be stimulated for an increased desire for the things of the Spirit. So I'm feeding myself to ha cause that to happen and to help that to happen. And at the same time, I'm getting more educated on understanding those things. I'm also able to share and seeing the testimonies of other people and, and what they did and how they moved in the power of the Spirit. 
And I tell you what, that stimulates us in our faith. Quite often, Werner and I will sit and we'll talk together um, over breakfast. And what we, we are often doing is sharing what the Spirit has said to us through the Scriptures or through what we've been reading that has stimulated our thinking. And so I would encourage us that in terms of how can I be motivated, those immediately two foundational things, that I might come to the Word of God and I might actually train myself and help myself um, in, the, in those areas. But obviously when we think of the spiritual gifts, what we're, we're not looking for is that those spiritual gifts lead, as it were, to a lot of extra or additional revelation. Because in the sense, what's coming from the spiritual gift will be in accord with the truth of the Word of God, won't it? It's not going to cut against that. It's not going to contradict the truth of the Word of God. And so that's one motive, is that if I want what I bring, whether it's a word of prophecy or a word of knowledge or a word of encouragement or even a, to preach or teach from the Word of God, I want that my thoughts and my heart to have actually been uh, saturating myself in the Word of God, so that hopefully then what will come out of me will, will be the Word of God. So that's a motive for the, the use of spiritual gifts. There's also the motive to glorify Jesus. Now that fits with this morning, doesn't it? The motive to glorify Jesus. And that's one of the wonderful things to do with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. When you think that when Jesus taught um, the disciples about the Holy Spirit, if you read John 14, 15, and 16, one of the things he said was that the Spirit's going to come and glorify me. So that tells me that if I move in the Holy Spirit, out of that will come some glory for Jesus. So one of my motives has got to be in the use of spiritual gifts that I will glorify Jesus. There's the motive to do others good. That's an obvious one, isn't it? It's there in the teaching of Paul. Why are those spiritual gifts there? That is so that it will do us good. And it's lovely. One of the other things that we can do when we come together is have that heart. That I want to do other people good. And that's, that's a heart that is a, a work of the Spirit in the body of Christ. That desire to do one another good is clearly declared in the Scriptures. Now, obviously, with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there could be some sense of conviction in that. That could bring a challenge to us. It could actually bring a word of correction to us or, or rebuke in some way. But nevertheless, all of that is still to do us good. Because God is good, Jesus is good, the Holy Spirit is good, and the gifts that he gives of the Holy Spirit to us are good gifts. And out of those good gifts comes good things. And we do one another good. There's the motive to encourage and strengthen. If you read through the New Testament letters, you'll find that those two words appear many times, often together, to encourage and to strengthen. And they particularly come out in 1 Corinthians uh, 12 to 14 as well, to strengthen 
and encourage. And I would say that all spiritual gifts do that. They, in some way, encourage and they, in some way, strengthen us in the body of Christ and in our lives. So whatever weakness we have, then we can get strength through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Our, our vulnerabilities can be strengthened and we can be made stronger. And that can be true. Um, when we come together, a spiritual gift can flow and that means that we can become stronger physically, we can become stronger mentally, we can become stronger emotionally as well as spiritually. So I don't think it should just be contained as something, this is spiritual. It is a spiritual gift. But the outworking of it is wonderful because it blesses our bodies, it blesses our minds, it blesses our emotions. And very often people are delivered through the use of spiritual gifts that can minister not just to the spirit, but also to the mind and to the emotions and to the body. And so there's a motive to strengthen and encourage. There's the motive to build up. We often talk about the spiritual gifts, don't we? That they are there to build up or edify, as the, some translations would say. And so that is a heart that I can have. So I can come this morning and I can say, I want to build you up. I could go, say I went to an individual and say that. Or, and we can come and say, we want to be used this morning to build one another up. And I believe we've already seen that happen this morning. And we've seen that happen in recent weeks. We've seen many people participate so that others have been built up. And that's a wonderful thing. And I think if I go back to the idea of uh, the goodness that comes through or the encouragement and the strength and the, the building up, one of the things is that I want to, I might come in to this house, if you like, into this place, and I might be in a certain place in myself. But when I go out, I want to know that there's some way in which I've been built up, which I've been strengthened, which I've been encouraged. And I can say that's happening. It is not just a, a hopeful, wishful thing, it's happening. It's happening. And um, there are many occasions in these last weeks and over these years We've been involved with in the Beacon situation probably for around a, coming up towards five years. And I know that there's many occasions when we've driven home and we have been built up and we've been encouraged and we've been strengthened. And that shows you the presence of the Spirit and the moving of, in the, the gifts of the Spirit. So the motive to build up, the motive to be pure and with pure motives. One of the things that struck me when I was thinking about this is there is a problem. If I'm carrying impurity in me, that affects the flow of the Holy Spirit. And so part of my preparation is to seek to deal with anything that is like that so that the Spirit can flow. Because sometimes we can want... <coughs> oh, my voice went somewhere there. Um, sometimes we can want something to happen and desire something to happen that doesn't happen. And the reason is because there's something cutting off the flow and affecting the flow. 
and remember that the Holy Spirit is holy. He's leading us in the holy word of God. He's wanting us to glorify a holy son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're serving a holy God. And sometimes it's easy probably not to always think of those, those things and think, well, that sounds a bit serious. Are you getting too heavy there? But when I was meditating on this, this area, that struck me that that was important. You know, look at me praying my socks off for something to happen if I'm carrying impurity that prevents that happening. And so that is important, whether that's as an individual or in our relationships or in any sort of area. Then there's the motive connected to that. There is this motive of holiness. Because as I said, there is, God is holy, the Holy Spirit is holy, Jesus is holy. And so a part of me pursuing spiritual gifts needs to be that I'm pursuing holiness. And many moves of God, many streams of God, come because the people within them not, are not just saying, I want to play with, with the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but I want to be holy before God. And the two things mean, I think that if there's an increase in holiness, there's an increase in the gifts. And, uh, and uh, so seeing those things move amongst us, a flow in spiritual gifts. There's the motive of overcoming evil and the evil one. Don't you love this verse in John where he says, the reason that the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the evil one. And what did Jesus say in the Lord's Prayer? Um, he said, part of that is that we would be delivered from evil, or that we would be delivered from the evil one. I think within the, the, the flow of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there is that desire, there is that motive, that by doing this, we are overcoming the works of the evil one. We had it in some of our songs there about the work of the enemy, and breakthrough. The Holy Spirit working through spiritual gifts can bring breakthrough from the works of the enemy. So the Holy Spirit working in spiritual gifts can bring us out of light and, uh, or rather, wrong way around there, out of darkness and into light. He can bring us out of the prisons and into a place of release and into a place of freedom. And also the Holy Spirit, because he is the spirit of truth, in the use of the spiritual gifts, he brings us out of the place of lies and into the place of truth. All those things can be going on while we're using the spiritual gifts, overcoming evil and the evil one. We serve a, a, a resurrected Lord who is powerful, and therefore we can see evil being overcome and defeated, even in the use of spiritual gifts. Remember, I think that that's one aspect of our spiritual warfare. And even if you um, come to the uh, focus on speaking in tongues, which um, Michael brought to us to some extent um, the other week, that there is a way which helps us to overcome the evil one. The use of speaking in an unknown tongue or language that the Holy Spirit has given us. And I know from testimony from myself and for Werner, that frequently in prayer or in things for ourselves personally, we will do that because it's a way 
of liberating us and helping protect us from the work of the evil one. And so I want to encourage us that um, is true, that whole subject. You know, I, I think I'd love to do a series on speaking in tongues sometime, but um, so I must resist going too far down that route. The motive of unity, the motive of unity, at the core of the functioning of all spiritual gifts is the aim to provoke, to promote, and to produce unity. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of unity. I mean, I could put numerous scriptures into this and make it a, a mega sermon, but I mustn't. So, but there are numerous scriptures for all these things. And um, that's a lovely thing. That when we move in the spirit, in the gifts of the spirit, we are actually able to promote unity. Now, there has been a lot of misunderstanding, uh, misinformation, and misuse of spiritual gifts. And some might say, well, the spiritual gifts are divisive. And you can read um, in some books where that would be the case. And some people have been called divisive because of flowing in certain gifts of the Holy Spirit. However, where we have the right use of spiritual gifts and we're seeking to flow in the Spirit, the works of the Spirit were never meant to be divisive or hurtful in that sort of way. Um, I will just give a little quote here from one book. This is what it says here. This is a book on spiritual gifts by um, Bridges and Pfeiffers. They said this, a further result of the exercise of spiritual gifts should be a deepening of unity within the church and amongst all Christian groups. When we use any spiritual gift, we should be aiming at unity. Then there's the motive of wanting to see heaven come to earth and see the kingdom of God being built. To see heaven come to earth. Spiritual gifts help us to see amongst ourselves the life, the light, the power of heaven at work amongst us. That is something that that enables it to do. And um, I believe they're given so that heaven's purposes can be established and so that heaven's plans can succeed. And when each of us participate or contribute with spiritual gifts, we in some way are helping heaven to come to earth. Now you might think, well, that's, that's an amazing thing to think. How, how could little old me be used in that way? But it is an amazing thing. This is a fantastic thing that the Holy Spirit can stir something and prompt something in us to do something which is a uh, move in something which is a gift of the Holy Spirit and something of the presence of heaven can come to impact and influence the earth. That's possible, not just in our church family, but in other situations as well. The, the heaven being able to come and impact the earth and us to see the kingdom of God being built. There's the motive of humility. Moving in spiritual gifts is not about trying to inflate my ego, um, but it is to magnify God. It's not to lift me up. 
It's to lift up Jesus. It's not for my personal adulation, but it is to exalt the living God and to see him being exalted. It's not to draw attention to myself for my self-promotion or my self-glorification. But I'm wanting to minister, and I'm encouraging us that we minister the gifts of the Holy Spirit in a spirit of humility, in a spirit of humility. And uh, as I was thinking about this, I thought it's, it's really probably from the most humble of hearts that there's the most effective ministry in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It also reminded me, thinking of humility, what a fantastic privilege it is. I mean, it's an amazing privilege, really, to think that the God of heaven, who's given the gift of the Holy Spirit, can come to us and can actually spark something in you that actually comes from heaven and comes through you and touches somebody else's life. I mean, you couldn't write a book about it, could you? In fact, you could. I mean, it's, it's so fantastic, really, when we think of it. A gift of the Holy Spirit. And the fact that they're available to all of us all the time. It's amazing. The motive <coughs> of humility. The motive of, to honor. The motive to honor. Spiritual gifts do not deride or denigrate others. Or despise or dismiss others. Though they have in them the heart of honor. It is an honor isn't it to be able to use a spiritual gift? It's a, a great honor. But one of the outworkings of that is it is to actually give honor to those who receive, whether it's an individual or whether it's um, a church situation, wherever it is, there's something of honor in it. And it can bring honor. It can promote honor. Honor to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. It could also bring honor to the body of Christ, honor to individuals, and that can be a motivation in spiritual gifts. I want to honor you. So that if I bring a word of knowledge or if I bring a prophecy, is not to squash or to deflate or to depress or to make you say, oh, woe is me, I am undone. Um, but it is to be good, to be said, and to strengthen and to encourage. It may need to show something that God wants you to see. But nevertheless, it is honoring. It's honoring to our lives. The motive of grace and peace. These are two words, again, which come often together in conjunction with one another in the New Testament letters and the New Testament writings. And as you think about this, uh, one of the things that is to flow, um, well, these two things together flow through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and that is grace and peace. So therefore, um, that struck me that, therefore, I'm not to hit this in an ungracious manner or a discordant fashion because the gifts of the Holy Spirit enable a flow from God of grace and peace. I think that's wonderful, that God's grace and peace 
can flow through a spiritual gift and minister to us the grace of God and the peace of God. So that's to be a motive that I can have, that I want to do this in a spirit of grace and in a spirit of peace. There's the motive of consideration. And again, there are scriptures that you can apply for this that talks about considering considering one another and considering how we deal with one another. But there's a considerateness, I think, in bringing spiritual gifts that we have to consider, whether it's to the church or to an individual or at some situation that we're in. Sometimes we do need to consider the context and the timing and the circumstances of someone and the position that they're in. Now, this is not meant to cause us to not flow in the spirit, you know, and be so hampered and restricted. Um, because the other danger would be that you'd see so many difficulties and so many problems and so many restrictions that you didn't do anything. Now, that's, I'm not trying to say that we get to that place. But there's some sense of consideration, seeing where the person is at, perhaps where they're at, even in the context of meeting emotionally. And there are scriptures that talk about the fact that we consider one another. And I felt that that was one thing in the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, that there's a sense in which I can have a motive that means that I'm trying to be considerate as well in bringing that spiritual gift. There's the motive of faith, perhaps an obvious one, that moving out in spiritual gifts can be a step of faith. And as we recognize only in our recent meetings that sometimes God maybe only gives us one word or one small picture or one sort of link in a chain, and we bring that. Or we, or we step out. I mean, I can remember many years ago when you first began to feel that sort of bubbling up in your, in your gut, and that hot under the collar feeling, and that nervousness, and the feeling flushed in the face, because you felt that God was giving you a prophetic word, and you were too scared to bring it, and you didn't want to bring it. Or it was a situation, in some situations, uh, you don't just bring things from the floor, you have to go forward and submit it to the other leaders just to check it out, that you're not going to go and, and blow the meeting apart with your wonderful new uh, immature prophecy or whatever. Um, so you go through all those sort of, uh, sort of processes, but often it is just a line that you have or a, a, an impression that the Holy Spirit brings you and you step out. And so there is a step of faith. And sometimes, many of us, and I'm sure that we could all put our hands up, but there's times when we've sat in meetings, and I would say, since I've been here, there are times when that's happened, when there suddenly seems the opportunity to bring it, and you've had something that's stirred in you, and you've gone away, and you've never sort of found a way to, to do it. Now, sometimes, that's not a problem, because you can bring it back next week, or a month later. The Holy Spirit can do that. You haven't got to be restricted. But... There is in this, isn't there, a step of faith. And that's part of one of the motives we have. There's a step of faith. There's also the motive of self-control. So remember, uh, the spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophets. And the Holy Spirit, part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, is self-control. And so that means that I haven't got to feel that when I receive a word that I'm suddenly like a spiritual steamroller 
and you have to receive my word right now because I've got it now. I don't want to lose it in five minutes' time. And I come in that way. And so I, I shouldn't really feel that I'm sitting in my seat there um, and whoever's at the front, whether it's John or somebody else, and I'm feeling, oh, I must have, I must have, I must have, you know. I'm so compelled to do this, but I come up and I say something, and, and the, the meeting where it's place of sensitivity and this loveliness is suddenly, whoosh, it's all gone. And that happens. That happens at times in meetings. So what I'm saying is that the Holy Spirit who can um, initiate and empower something in me can also give me a sense of calm in my spirit and a sense of self-control to actually function in that particular gift. Yes, you can come in if you want. That's Joy wondering why her dad is still going on and on at the front and can she go home for lunch? No, you can't go home yet. Well, I'm, I'm nearly getting there. I'm nearly getting there. Um, so there's, there is this motive of, of self-control and I think in that there is some sense of appropriateness and again a sense of consideration and a sense of uh, a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit that is, is part of this. The motive of self-control. I have not got to be compelled like a stone out of a catapult to get to the front of the meeting and blast you with my word straight away. Because that may be, the word may be right, but the timing might be wrong. So that's perhaps taken a bit broader. Let me go to the next one. The motive of welcoming the Holy Spirit, demonstrating our availability and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. I think, for me, this is one of the key things in what I'm saying this morning, that we're saying, Holy Spirit, I welcome you. And I would encourage us that that is something that we can bring um, into any meeting that we come into. That we can say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you. We can say, Holy Spirit, I am available. And we can say, Holy Spirit, I want to be sensitive to hear your voice. And I think that's a, a, they are excellent motives to have in any meeting we're in, in terms of the work of the Holy Spirit and for the flow of spiritual gifts. Availability, listening, and being sensitive. And sometimes it's the lack of that that causes us not to see as many of the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit amongst us as we could do. So that would be... Uh, an encouragement that I would bring this morning just before coming to things, we are able to do that. And it doesn't, I don't mean that that's, a, it doesn't have to be a half an hour prayer meeting. We often do that in the car as we're driving somewhere as a part of what we would feel that that's a good and right thing to do, to be open to the Holy Spirit. The motive to develop and mature. The motive to develop and mature. We need a desire to press in and grow in the area of spiritual gifts. I think sometimes we too often have far too many years of waiting um, and staying in a place of um, being more infant and more uh, less mature than we could be in terms of spiritual gifts. And you know for all of us, the years are getting less, aren't they? For some of us, we think naturally they're less than perhaps for others. Um, 
But I think that this is an encouragement that this period of time, even in this season, the desire to, to grow and develop in them. And I know that sometimes you can move in something, and, and probably it might be true of somebody here, but maybe some number of years ago, maybe even decades ago, you moved in a particular spiritual gift or you stepped out and did something and you've not done it for years. And you've never grown and developed and matured. And maybe that's a word for, of encouragement for, for all of us in some way. What are those areas that the Holy Spirit has sparked in you in the past? But now well, that's hardly a part of your life at all. And so that's important to, to have this motive to develop and mature in the use of spiritual gifts. And I've just got two more and then I will finish. Um, the motive of not neglecting spiritual gifts. The motive of not neglecting spiritual gifts. This has been a massive issue over many generations of believers, that we have largely neglected the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And even if where we see ourselves as spirit-filled believers, or I don't know whether you would, uh, I don't know, I should say you're very careful with your terminology, don't you? Um, whether we see ourselves as charismatic, however we see, our, see ourselves, we can all still neglect the spiritual gifts. And I say this to myself, I encourage myself to develop and mature in more of the gifts of the Spirit and not to neglect them. And sometimes I know that the Holy Spirit may use us in a particular season with particular gifts that may not be relevant for the rest of our lives. That is true. And there may be gifts that we use and now we are moving in different types of gifts because the Holy Spirit's led us to do that. And that's nothing wrong with that. But probably for all of us, to some extent, um, we could have been far further on in using the gifts of the Holy Spirit due to some area of neglect. And so there's the motive, I think within this whole area of spiritual gifts, there's the motive not to neglect it. That's why, why did Paul say to Timothy, why did he say, fan into flame the gift that is in you? Why did he say that? Because you can have a gift of the Holy Spirit that could be ablaze in you and it could still go down to a flicker and, and, and go all together because that happens in people's lives. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the last one is this, the motive of love. The motive of love. Now I don't think, it's not a mistake that 1 Corinthians 13 this is a word of revelation for us. The 1 Corinthians 13 is in between 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14. And this wonderful chapter of love is in the context of spiritual gifts. Now, I've always liked this quote from David Watson. Um, he made this comment. He said, this is talking about these chapters. These chapters are like a honey sandwich with love as the honey in the middle. Unfortunately, some like the honey and ignore the rest of the sandwich, which is missing the whole point of chapter 13. While others swallow the bread and forget about the honey. And that is bad for the spiritual digestion. So that's a comment by David Watson. You can see what he's saying, that we don't lift out the chapter of love 
separate from the gifts. And this is one of the lovely things, that every time we use a spiritual gift, it can be an expression of the love of God into the body of Christ or into the life of another person or another situation or circumstance. It can express the love of God every time we move in a spiritual gift. And this is one of the major blessings of using the, the, the spiritual gift, that it is an opportunity to flow in the richness of the love of God in our lives. So those are a few, um, I can ask you to look in your notes and count them up to see how many there were, but um, that's just something of the motives that we can have. And I trust you can see that all of those have a biblical foundation to them. Um, but I also have a practical application and an, hopefully an inspirational application for us as well. Because as we pick up on those things and as we seek to flow with that sort of motivation in our hearts, we will see more of the power and the presence of the Spirit amongst us. Let me just pray for us. Father, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that he is given to us for purpose. And we thank you, Lord, for the precious gifts that the Holy Spirit distributes and gives to us. We thank you, Lord, again, that each one of us is special and precious and unique. And we pray, Lord, that even through what we've looked at this morning in this last half an hour or so, that our hearts will be stirred and inflamed afresh be doing what Paul asked us to do, to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Lord, let that be true in our hearts individually, in our church family, and in our lives together. In Jesus' name.